0: So you want a tour, huh? Okay. I'll teach you. We'll talk about it. I'll tell you how to do it. What's up? My name's Kay. This is Project Freelance, the podcast for freelance creators, whether you are a photographer, filmmaker, musician, entrepreneur, or you do some other crazy shit that isn't a nine to five desk job. Welcome to Project Freelance. I hope you enjoy. This is for you. I should also note that during the time of the recording of this podcast, I essentially lived under an airport. Uh, there is apparently a, a party going on in the skies. Every airplane is flying right now, so there might be some ambiance from them and or the birds chirping outside. So here we go. We gonna talk about tour. I've been on tour a couple times. So, I want to talk to you guys about it. I am in no way a veteran, nor do I claim to be a veteran. You guys, I have so much respect for you veterans. I'm going to have some musicians and some crew members on the podcast. I'm also working on a couple crew documentaries. So, if you want to check those out, they'll be out eventually. I'll let you know later down the line of the podcast. So, I've talked a little bit about touring. I've talked a little bit about how I started. I talked about my first tour. I've talked about it multiple times because it was a nightmare. But if you want to hear more about that, go back in the podcasts and just, just listen to basically any of the podcasts because I feel like I talk about it in every episode. So the first time I went on tour, it was 2014. I had just moved back to America from Australia. I had been living in Dubai with my family and then graduated with a bachelor's in film production. In Australia from SAE Institute. It's from Melbourne. And I moved to California. I decided to go to California. I was here for, I think, four or five days and then flew out for my first tour right after I got home. (laughs) Crazy, 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 crazy. No family in California. I didn't know anybody. The only people I knew (laughs) were in a band called Hardest. And my friend Danelle, who tattoos me quite frequently, so I didn't know anybody. I didn't know where to live. I didn't know what I was doing. I was literally moving out on my own without my parents like for the first time and my dad was on another continent. So like I was basically becoming an adult real quick. So yeah, I went on that first tour in 2014 and I think it was like three weeks two two weeks two three weeks. I don't remember how long it was. It felt like forever. But I did that tour and then I, you know, went home and I tried to get on more tours. Couldn't get anything for like ever, for like a year. I feel like I've done like one tour every year for the past couple of years. It's so annoying, but I'm actually okay with it. So 2014, I did that tour. 2015, I got a call from a Los Angeles artist to go on tour with her. Her name's Diamante and she was supporting the band Flyleaf. And there was another band from Florida called Pit for Rivals that were on the bill. And it was, it was also kind of a nightmare. Some things happened during the tour and after the tour. And relationships fell apart. And I saw this person's manager recently at, like, the APMAs. Or it was, like, some event, like the X Games or something. It was something weird. I think it was the APMAs and he was like hey it's me that person's manager and I was like wow fuck you bro like you're a piece of shit but yeah so you know we've all had our fair share of shit in our careers but I still love freelancing it's great but okay so tour so I did that tour that tour you know it was it was very interesting because I wanted to hang out with fit for rivals all the time I had one friend in the band that I was working for, Shay, and she's amazing. She's still one of my best friends. Um, So Shay was there and Fit for Rivals, and I love Flyleaf. Like, Lacey Sturm has been my shit. Like, Lacey got me into screaming, you know? So I have a lot to owe to her, but she wasn't in Flyleaf, right? So they had their newest singer, Kristen, on tour and she was absolutely fantastic and I told my best friend Justin he was saying that I need to get in tight with Flyleaf so I can like work for them and I told him to give me a year I said give me a year I'll do something with Flyleaf so I finished that tour the tour ended horribly there was some stuff that happened some some gear was held hostage like the cops were involved it was insane but everything we you know everything uh, kind of got sorted out I guess I continued on my merry way, my journey of life, and in December, I think it was in December or January, I can't really remember, but I got a text message from Samir, Flyleaf's guitar player, and he told me that Lacey Sturm, Flyleaf's original singer, has a solo album coming out, and he asked if I wanted to shoot her album release show in Los Angeles, and I lost my mind, because she was like my hero, you know? So, obviously, I said, hell yeah, and I went to the show, shot the show, met Lacey, met her team, met her manager, met everybody, and, like, meeting her for the first time, like, it was so surreal, because I was like, oh, my God, I remember the first time I saw you, I was, like, 13 or 14. It was amazing. So, I shot that, and I was like, cool, well, here's the photos, and they loved them, obviously, and I was like, okay, sick, bye, you know, and I was like, well, that was cool bye maybe I'll see you later and then I got an offer to go on tour with a band called New Year's Day they are you know like goth rock band from Southern California and they asked me if I wanted to go on tour with them as their photographer videographer and merchandise manager and I said fuck yeah I would love to I don't know shit about your band uh I you know asked around heard some opinions and I was like fuck yeah I'm gonna go on tour with these people and they were supporting Escape the Fate which was super rad because I grew up loving Escape the Fate and I remember listening to their singer Craig when he was in his old band called Bless the Fall who is you know that band is one of my favorite bands still and their new singer Bo is like fantastic he gave me a bike after Warp Tour like cool people there's cool people out in this industry but there's also some not cool people I should mention like. That. So I go on tour with New Year's Day and Escape the Fate and they're sharing a bus. So I get to know both bands really intimately, okay? So this tour was absolutely insane. It was amazing, it was so new. It was my first time touring in a bus. So I obviously got shafted and had to sleep in the top bunk. And top bunks on tour buses are terrifying. The only thing scarier than a top bunk on a tour bus is a suicide bunk. And yet it sounds scary. So why would you want to sleep there? Sometimes you have to. Suicide bunks are these little bunks that basically come down from the ceiling and they're held to the wall by straps and you just sleep on it. But like, what? You're not in like the coffin of a bunk, like an actual bunk. It's literally just you just laying on this bed up in the air, like basically at the roof of the bus while the bus is driving down the freeway. It's terrifying. So I highly advise you to not sleep in a suicide bunk and or a top bunk on a tour bus because both are scary. But I also know people that don't give a shit about that. Some people sleep suicide style, which means they sleep with their head towards the front of the bus. And that is extremely stupid because if you crash if the bus crashes obviously you're gonna go towards the front of the bus which means your head is gonna go into a wall you're gonna break your neck and die therefore don't sleep suicide style either tour stories man i could tell you guys some tour stories but i don't know what i'm allowed to tell you guys we almost got arrested by border patrol once like i you know tour is crazy we had this (laughs) i'm gonna tell you guys some stories real quick so before i get to that uh so i did the new year's day run it was amazing and then like a month later escape the fate asked if i wanted to go on tour working for them and new year's day was on that tour as well so i basically just swapped bands and i worked for escape the fate on that tour it was awesome and we played a bunch of festivals because it was festival season which is in the summer early summer, all throughout the summer. So we kept playing these festivals and I didn't have to sell merch during festival days. They have vendors that sell merch for you. So all I'm doing all day essentially is creating content for the band, editing things, you know, doing my job. And that was super super fun so festivals i got to you know walk around and shoot other bands and hang out with my friends that were playing so that was really really cool to like catch up with people all over the country that were playing festivals as well and one of those people that we kept running into on these festival shows was lacey Sturm, and it was amazing because i i got to shoot her Every like every week, like once a week, like once every couple days when we had festivals. So I kept shooting Lacey and I kept shooting other bands, but I loved obviously watching Lacey's set. So of course I was gonna be there every time. Even if I wasn't taking photos, I was there because I genuinely, you know, am a fan. And from there, you know, I did the Escape the Fate tour. I could tell you guys so many stories. We were somewhere in Tennessee. I think it was like Knoxville or somewhere like that. And we had just finished the show and I just loaded out and I was walking back to the bus with New Year's Day's guitar player, Nikki. And we were walking back and we turned this corner and there's a lady in a wheelchair. Okay. She's homeless. She's like a double amputee. Right. But she's on the ground and she's trying to get under our bus. Like we have... You know these bays under the bus. Basically, there's little storage compartments for your giant suitcases and all the things that you don't want in the bus, because buses are very crowded places. You don't want a suitcase in a tour bus. It's not a good time. But this lady was trying to get in the bays. She was, in and the craziest thing she was saying like, "I need the key to the hotel room." Like she thought the underside of our bus was a ho- like it was fucking insane so i turn the corner and i see this sight, and i start screaming i'm like zombie lady zombie lady she's gonna eat me and nikki starts freaking out and we're just freaking out and we ended up like having to call an ambulance and like pick this lady up off the ground and put her back in her wheelchair it was it was a whole situation so that happened We go back in the bus because at this point, Nikki and I are like, we, I can't be out here anymore. This is ridiculous. So we go in the bus and we're standing in the bus in the front lounge of the bus telling everyone what's happened because there's an ambulance outside. Like it's still happening, right? And then all of a sudden, this dude off the street just opens the door to the bus, walks up the stairs to the bus, grabs a pizza box off of the driver's seat of the bus And he walks into the front lounge and just stands there and obviously we're like what the fuck are you doing why are you here who are you like why are you on our bus and it took us like 15 seconds to realize what was happening we were just kind of standing there staring at him and looking at each other because nobody was saying anything like hey man what's up you know like nobody was talking and so it was like super weird and I was like uh what and so, the drummer of Escape the Fate, Robert, ended up, like, kicking this dude off the bus, and he was, like, the guy tried to get back in the bus, but Rob locked it, and he was, like, I swear to God if this guy tries to get back on this bus. Dude, touring is insane. Like, because this dude came into the bus, like, that's when it gets real. That's, that's like, some real shit, because, like, that's your home. Like, some stranger just came up in your house. Like, you should shoot them, essentially. (laughs) It was terrifying. But I have a ton of stories like that from touring with bands, you know, like, I've, you know, there's all kinds of crazy shit that happens. I feel like touring people see the most fucked up things (laughs) because we just travel so much. And and generally, you know, venues, concert venues are not in the best part of town. That's, That's just how it is, you know. And So we see very very interesting things and it's not always a good time. (laughs) I had a tattoo artist that was tattooing people and he was like on meth and shit dude like tour is fucking crazy like you'll sleep on a stranger's floor no big deal it's weird touring is just insane it's insane you basically just feel like you're in the movie taken and you're waiting to get taken and then you're waiting for Liam Neeson to come find you obviously so we have like a week and a half or like a week left of the escape the fate tour that summer this is summer 2016 and i have like you know like a week left of tour and i get a phone call from Lacey's manager dubs and i'm in the middle of dinner at some hibachi place because we had a day off and every day off we would wake up go to the gym go like do laundry or something and then we would go eat hibachi and then maybe see a movie that's just like the routine for days off it was just a chill day but we're at dinner I just remember every detail because it was like a life-changing moment so I get this phone call and I excuse myself go outside the restaurant and answer and he asks me when I get off tour and I tell him and he says okay well do you want to come to Pittsburgh and shoot a music video for Lacey for her single rot and I I didn't know what to say. I was just flabbergasted. And he told me that I would be flying out four days after I got home from tour. And obviously I was exhausted, but I couldn't say no. It was the opportunity of a lifetime to work with Lacey Sturm. Like I said, I was going to work with Flyleaf a year prior. And here I am working with Lacey Sturm, like the original, like she is Flyleaf, you know, like that's wow. So I did it. I I finished tour and i flew out to pittsburgh i filmed this music video it was amazing they paid me like half in ca- and you know they paid me half and then they bought me like camera gear and it was awesome it was so cool they bought me like a lens kit it was tight so i did that i filmed the music video i was there for four days i think three or four days i was there for a couple days and We filmed this music video over the course of those days, and we had like one day to film the actors, and like it was insane. The storyline changed so many times, like, but we did it, and it was absolutely incredible, but I didn't appreciate it, and I didn't realize what I had done until like months after the video came out. That video now has two million views. Two million views. Something I filmed has two two million views. That's insane. That's crazy to me. That means so much to me. And like the cool thing about that video is that it raises awareness and it has such a strong and powerful message behind it. And I'm so honored and humbled that I got to be a part of that journey and that process. And it just goes to show you that if you put things in the universe, if you put positivity and positive thoughts and your goals out there, if you write your goals down, you're more likely to succeed and reach those goals. And you have to commit fully to whatever it is you do. So if you are a freelance musician, you have to fully be a musician all the time, do everything music related, write jingles for TV shows, find every avenue that you can within your industry. So for photography, like I said, I shoot weddings, I shoot cosplayers, fire breathers, cars, musicians, tattoo artists, barbers, sports, the X Games. You know, I shoot all kinds of things. Okay, but enough about me. Now I want to talk about you. How can you get started touring? Well, here's the first step. You have to figure out what you want to do on tour. Do you want to do photography? Do you want to do videography? Do you want to sell merchandise? Do you want to tour manage? What do you want? Do you want to do front of house? Do you want to do, you know, their audio or lighting? What do you want to do on tour? You figure that out, and then you need to figure out What else do you have to offer? What else do you know how to do? Do you know how to tune a guitar? Do you know how to line check drums? Or do you know how to do other things on tour? Like, can you drum tech? Can you TM as well? Can you do photo, video, and merch? Can you do photo and TM? Like, what are you offering? Because the more talent you have, the more more knowledge you have about different things, the better off you're going to be when it comes to getting, you know, tour gigs. So for example, I do photo, video, merch. I do whatever they need me to do, I will do. If you need me to tune a guitar, I'll figure it out. If you need me to do whatever, I'll figure it out, you know? And that's what touring's all about. It's about working together because it is stressful and it's crazy. But working as a team is like the only way to get through tour. And if you don't like your team, you gon' have some issues. But I've talked about this before, if you wanna start, going on tour, you need to start locally. You need to start with local bands, which means you need to go to local venues and you need to figure out their press policy. Do they have like a photo policy? Can you just walk in with a camera or do you need a press pass? Do you need like a pass from the band? What do you need to get access to your local artists? That's how I started. I started locally. I started at a venue here in Southern California called Chain Reaction. I'm sure you've heard of it because Chain Reaction is one of those notorious venues that is known worldwide. It's kind of like YMCA HQ in Perth, Western Australia. It's very similar. Uh, It is the spot, if you will. So that's where I started. I literally moved a block and a half away from Chain Reaction because I wanted to be able to go there as frequently as possible. And the cool thing about Chain is that anyone can walk in with a camera. It's amazing. So young upcoming or like aspiring photographers can go shoot there for free. Well, I mean, they have to pay for a ticket or whatever, but they get to go shoot and they get to learn and they get to learn how to shoot in one of the most complicated environments, a live show in a tiny dark venue that doesn't really have, you know, the budget for a big lighting setup, you know, so you, you get to learn a lot and it, live music is very like on the fly. It's very fast and it's you, you have to have an eye for it, but you also have to know music. You have to understand rhythm. You have to understand timing because that will really help, especially if you're shooting, you know, big performance artists. So people that jump around a lot or musicians that maybe spin or they do backflips off of things. I don't know, whatever it is, like it's important to have that eye for you know the movement and the art and that's one thing that photographers forget about they forget about movement and because I am a video you know I'm a videographer as well I think about my photos as you know movies and I think about my movies as you know photos because it's essentially 24 photos every second is a video or 30 or 120 whatever doesn't matter so start locally figure out the policies at the venues if you need to get a press pass do it and now you're probably wondering like okay well cool local shows are rad but like i want to get paid to shoot bands like band promos whatever it is and you're looking for bands and maybe the bands that are playing at these venues maybe they have promo photos maybe they don't need promo photos This is when you go to the internet. This is when you go to social media. This is when you figure out what other local bands are in your area. Because chances are there's got to be one that hasn't had photos taken of them. And they're probably going to want photos taken of them. And like music videos go the same way, you know. So you have to actively seek the work. That's the thing. Photography, you know, like freelancing. Freelancing isn't something that gets handed to you. Freelancing is a hard-ass job. It's not easy. It takes a lot of your time. It takes a lot of money, especially if you're in the industry that I'm in. It's probably one of the most expensive. Like $20,000 for a a glass like lens? Are you serious? Like I could buy a car or a camera lens. Like that's some crazy shit to me. It's unreal. Very, very expensive. Something else that I want to tell you is when you start shooting local bands don't just shoot rock bands don't just shoot metal bands don't just shoot rappers shoot everything and anything any kind of music every kind of music doesn't matter because like i said you want to diversify you want to have talents in multiple areas unless you want to get stuck being a wedding photographer for the rest of your life trust me i've shot weddings they're beautiful, they're great, but they also get boring and redundant. It's a pattern, it's a routine. Weddings are typically the same process. They get dressed at one o'clock. The photos for the bride and groom first look are at three o'clock. The wedding ceremonies at 4 30. Like, it's always the same shit. Wow, do you hear this fire truck? Yeah, I'm gonna keep that part in. I'm not gonna edit that out shoot every kind of music is basically what I'm trying to say. When I started out, I shot my friend Eric. I shot him. He does covers on YouTube. So I would shoot his covers and he would write music for me. And so we traded off like that. And that was a really good way for me to build my portfolio. He was a local artist. We met at Chain Reaction at one of the first shows I went to. And I was a complete dick to him. And then, like, the very next day, I met him at a studio. And we recorded a cover for an Of Mice and Men song. And we've been friends ever since. I lived with him for a year and his family, like, it it was one of those crazy things. But that's what I'm saying, like, meet local artists because you'll build a relationship with them. And then you can continue to do things with them and for them and for their friends. And you get recommended. That's how it works. Working locally is great because it builds your business where you live. You don't have to get a bunch of jobs online if you get local artists, you know, and I've shot a couple bands here in California. I want to shoot more. My goal next year is to shoot a music video every month and it's going to be a little bit hard, but I feel like I can do it and If you know any local bands or if you're in a local band or if you're you don't have to be local. I flew to West Virginia to film a music video for a rapper there and we filmed in an abandoned elementary school. It was amazing. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. you got to check it out. Super fun, super sick. The behind the scenes video is unreal. But once you start looking at local artists and you start shooting them, it gets very, very, very fun very quickly. Because if you get on with a band early... For example, let's talk about Adam el And I want to have him on the podcast so badly. So I'm going to reach out to him and see if he wants to do it. Because I would love to pick his brain about a few things. But when he started out, he started out shooting bands like Pierce the Veil, All Time Low, Bring Me the Horizon. So he started shooting them. And they continued to like his work. So they kept working with him and kept working with him. And he kept shooting them. And then he started going on tour with them. And then he started going on tour with A Day to Remember. And that's his like... Full time gig mostly is with a day to remember. And that's something that's absolutely incredible just from shooting his local bands, you know, or shooting bands when they would come through the city, that kind of thing. And that's something that I took a lot of inspiration from. So, Adam, you're killing it, dude. I love seeing your stuff. Super proud of you. Big fan, big fan. I hope you'll be on the podcast one day. So, Get on with local bands, get in with them because you keep shooting them. And then they ask you to go on tour with them because you're already making great content that they love. So, of course, they're going to take you with them. You were with them at the beginning, you help them grow. Essentially, your photos are a huge, huge, huge part of a band's promotion, like promotional work. Are you kidding me? Bands without photos of themselves, like, what are you doing? go pay a photographer, just go pay them $800, go pay them $1,000, go pay them $500, whatever their rate is. You need photos. And that's the cool thing about what we do as photographers and filmmakers. Someone will always need a photo or video of something But the one thing that's hard about local bands, obviously, is money because they are just starting out. A lot of young bands don't have the money to invest because, you know, they are teenagers and they have maybe a part time job or maybe they don't have any job and they're just going to school and their parents support them, that kind of thing. So, of course, they're not going to have a bunch of money to spend on, you know professional photos for whatever your rate is so you have to keep that in mind especially when you're just starting out as a local photographer you have to understand and you have to realize that these people don't have a whole lot of money when they start out and neither do you as a photographer you don't just automatically get thousands of dollars and make a living at being a photographer you have to bust your ass i remember having to make 250 dollars last me a month like it's some real shit what we do you know But if you keep working hard enough, I mean, now, now I'm trying to move into a house. Like, that's just how it goes. You just bust your ass and you just keep working and working and you work over 100 hours a week, always apply for jobs, try to go on tour with as many people as possible and just travel and make this your life. That's what you want to do, right? That's essentially the American dream. Well, my American dream, I guess I should say. Also, I like freedom and I also like my YouTube videos not to be demonetized because they're about whatever that i don't know stupid youtube is falling apart go on tour with bands get in with a local band start shooting them they take you on tour you could use social media you could use like i said like social media is super super important for this line of work for photography and video especially because We live in a digital age where everything is so visual and, you know, we have things like Instagram. Everything is, you know, a photo or a video now because we don't want to read. Nobody wants to read. Nobody has time to read. They're always in a hurry. They just want to scroll and like and that's basically about it. It Give you their money, maybe. But I mean, at the end of the day, it is extremely, extremely important for you to reach out to people and build relationships with people because that is the that is the number one way that you're going to get hired. Build a relationship. And I want to talk about that in next week's podcast because I think it's extremely important. And building a connection and having a connection with another human being, it really makes them trust you more and it, it gives It gives them more confidence that you are, you know, a real person, an authentic person that really cares about the work they do. So try to build that relationship. If you apply for a job online and they say, hey, yeah, we potentially want to work with you, you can then, you know, you can tell them you want to Skype or jump on the phone and, and talk to them face to face and build a connection. I just had an interview with a guy in China that wants to take someone out and do a documentary about him climbing Mount Everest. Which would be absolutely amazing but it would mean moving to china for a year where right? i don't know the language i don't know anybody i would have to i would be living in essentially a van with like five other people uh for a year and i would be making maybe like 500 dollars a month uh food and stuff and and hotels and whatever are paid for but we won't always have hotels we might just be in a van most of the time and so that's that's the concern because i wouldn't be getting paid like a lot i wouldn't even get paid enough to like pay my rent back home you know so it's one of those things where like i would absolutely be honored to do it and privileged but i don't think it's the time for me to do it right now and i feel like it would be more beneficial for me to stay here but that is another kind of touring if you will going overseas touring abroad traveling abroad traveling in general You know for freelance work that is the next step you want to get to a point where you don't have to tour with bands you want to get to a point where people fly you out to shoot their band you know you don't have to go on tour with them whatever and here's the thing i love touring but i love getting to travel and work on other things like right now i'm getting ready to go on tour with a couple barbers i'm filming a documentary about female barbers In the United States, and then we're flying to Japan. So I'm able to travel all over the United States and to Japan, and I'm getting picked. And and it's like, that's my life. I'm going to be in Japan for like three, two or three weeks, and then I'm meeting my dad and going to New Zealand. Like, that's my life. So, what I do when I travel, I try to get other jobs, and that's what's important. So, something to note about tour. If you're on tour with a band and there's like a whole tour package, so say there's four bands, try to photograph the other bands, try to get them to pay you as well. I mean, obviously clear it with the band you're working for because some bands get really pissed off about that because they're like, we're paying you to work for us and you're working for them for free. That's really fucked up. So make sure you clear it with your band um, and try to get the other bands to pay you. Or if you know that you're going to be in a certain city, you can tell people be like hey here's the tour schedule i'm gonna be here i want to shoot band promos in the morning or i have a day off here i want to shoot a music video whatever it is bands will approach you obviously if you're traveling and you're there and people love your work they're obviously going to try to hire you when you are there and they can afford it that's what's cool about touring you get to work with artists that are outside of your local scene you get to work with artists that you might not have ever known This kid in West Virginia, he watched my YouTube videos and reached out to me and asked if he could fly me out and uh, pay me to film him a music video, and I said, fuck yeah, and I went. Touring is crazy, getting to travel is crazy, and I never thought this would be my life. And it's also super weird seeing people do normal things in real life, like even driving on the road. I always feel like, what are you doing? Where are you going right now? Why are you in your car? I'm a freelancer, I work for myself. I drive when I wanna drive. (laughs) it's so weird to me. But yeah, I love getting to travel. The weird part about traveling and touring is coming home and trying to readjust to normal life and trying to get back into the swing of freelance work because you've been on tour, say, for, you know, 57 days. Like I was just on tour with Warp Tour for 57 days. I came home. I didn't get a single paycheck in the month of September. Yeah, no, August. the month of august i didn't i didn't make any money i mean i made a little bit of money and like i made some money off of youtube and itunes and spotify and all that shit but like film work i didn't do anything i didn't have any clients because i had been gone for two months like of how can you expect to like come home and there just be work there it's not like a a nine to five job where if you leave for a week, you can come back. Your job's still there. It's not like that. Like you leave for two months. Like, is your job still going to be there? It's crazy. And some companies, yeah, of course. But when you're freelancing and working for yourself, you can't on Warp Tour. Like I, as much as I wanted to apply for jobs all the time there, it was physically impossible. Like Warp Tour was so exalted. It was crazy. It was crazy, but I loved it. Warp Tour is amazing. Um, warp tour is the ultimate tour if you go on warp tour basically warp tour is touring boot camp warp tour is the tour that if you survive that tour you could literally go on any tour you will be fine warp tour is brutal 57 days outside in the sun in the heat every day running around all day Basically my job was to create Instagram story posts throughout the day, so about every 15 to 20 minutes I would add a new post to the story and I would do this for about eight hours. And between those Instagram story posts, I would film B-roll, I would film a weekly recap video from Warp Tour and I would host it and we had like a sponsor that had us out there so PRS Guitars was sponsoring us to be on Warp Tour so we had like PRS sponsorships that I had to create things like that and then I was also filming b-roll and content for four documentaries of my own and I didn't edit or even go through any of the documentary footage until I got home after tour because I was so focused on working for alternative press and I knew that that had priority over any of my personal projects because they were literally paying me to be out there, right? So I can't justify editing other projects when I should be editing things for alternative press. So that's what I did. I I didn't stop running around and filming. I didn't. I couldn't. I didn't have time. I had, I had so much I had to capture and yeah, I had 57 days, but there's so many artists for me to cover. There's so much for me to cover. And it was absolutely incredible. I got to fly out to Minneapolis for three days for the three practice days of the X Games. So I got to meet and chat and film and hang out with all these, you know, professional riders and skaters. And it was so surreal getting to skateboard around the lobby of the Vikings stadium. Like I cannot, I cannot tell you how incredible it was. It was like 11 o'clock at night, the first night I got there, 11 o'clock at night, nobody there, there's a couple riders down in the dirt riding, right? I take my skateboard, go down to the lobby, there's nobody in there, no one's working, there's no security, there's nobody working, right? There's like 20 people in the entire arena And I take my skateboard and I skate around that entire lobby. And it was the most surreal thing ever. So getting to travel and getting to, you know, be a photographer and getting to capture the world around you. It comes with a lot of amazing opportunities. You just have to go out there and put yourself out there. You have to push yourself. You have to challenge yourself to work on new things. If I didn't take the job I took with Maria Sharapova, if I didn't take the job I took with Brian Kane or the job I took editing for uh, Felix Sturm, like if I didn't do these sports videos, I wouldn't have gone to the X Games at all, at all because I've done so many different types of work I can shoot weddings I shoot weddings for a friend of mine when he needs a second shooter it's it's one of those things like yeah I've never shot a wedding before but I'll figure it out you know like everything is a challenge that's why it's fun I love a good challenge it's like I'm trying to piece my life together well I think honestly I just hate being home I hate that I have to see the same thing every day <laughs> i like traveling because i get to see new stuff all the time super incredible so my advice to you if you get anything out of this start locally start small work hard and and keep in mind that it's going to be hard it's going to be tiring it's going to take you a while to get these clients it's going to take you a long time to get well not a long time it's going to take you a while to start getting paid and make money but If you keep pushing yourself and you keep working and you keep practicing and actively going out and shooting and going to these things like these photography meetups or making your own photography meetup or go take like a Photoshop class, you know, there's so many opportunities around you. Just go into the city, take photos of buildings or cats or cars or your house, whatever it is, just go out there and start creating content. Start locally. But we're talking about touring. So start shooting live shows, start shooting local bands, and then start getting tour offers. That's how you go on tour guys. I want to tell you more tour stories, but this is a 40 minute podcast. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. And I will talk to you guys next week on another episode of Project Freelance. Thanks for checking it out. You can find me on social media at K Inagonio or K Inagonio Photography. I'll put all the links in the show notes to my various social media and my website and you know, all the things that I think you should know about. Thank you guys. Subscribe if you're new. Be sure to leave a comment with your favorite artist that you would love to shoot. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Please rate it five stars.